ones a number of times. I love topical ones. But today, like other days, I would go contextual. The last time I was preaching, I think I also tried to do a context. And uh, one reason I love contextual sermons is you can predict the preacher. You see, in a contextual sermon, the preacher lands somewhere. Like, for instance, prodigal son. You can't preach the prodigal son and you fail to bring him back home. So you know the preacher is on course until the prodigal son is back home. That's a contextual sermon. And so I, I just love contextual sermons because uh, we are in a generation that is tough to deal with. A generation that limits the time for preachers and others. In fact, I can tell you where the problem came from. It came from social media. For a long time, we were glued to series and movies and long things. Nowadays, it is Instagram, TikTok. We need you in two minutes. <laughs> Beyond that, we have switched off. So it's made life difficult even for preachers. You are a preacher who loves preaching for one hour like some of us. The congregation is worried. Hey, preacher, didn't you learn temperance? We know. And, 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 and so I think it, it makes it difficult for me as a preacher. But, but, but with the time, I have learned to say, just pick the part you want in the sermon. And the others, you can leave for the others. So as we go to the text, Second Kings, I love. I love the book of Kings. You know, we'll talk about Jesus coming as the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. But I love the book of Kings. You see, the children of Israel are without a king. The Lord is their king. But they sit back and they say, hey, God, this is not fair. How can we have a king whom we can't show off to others? How can we be led by somebody whom we just tell them that, you know, the Lord said. We want a king like other nations. Now, that was a difficult one. Please be careful when you demand of God things like others. God, I want a car like that one. And, and you're not a good driver. You'll get an accident. <laughs> be, be careful the things you want from the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, please give me what you will is best for me. But don't just sit back and say, God, I want like that one. So they, they saw, and, and I don't know about you, but the children of Israel amaze me. The other generation that amazes me more than the children of Israel is this our generation. As in, we have the example of the children of Israel, but the way we behave with God is scary. But let's go to the children of Israel. You see, the children of Israel sit back, and they have the God who has shown them through signs and wonders and has delivered them. And then they say, God, we want a God like the other nations. You know, these other ones, we have been beating them. Give us a God like theirs. We want a king like theirs who can lose in battles. Imagine. So they ask for a king who can go and lead them to failure. And let me tell you, we do the same, don't we? In, instead of trusting in God, we decide to look for kings who can lead us to failures. And so we have uh, all these that we have trusted in. And, and that's, that's basically why I love the book of Kings. And today, I go through one of the characters I really love in that book. It's called Elisha. You know, Elisha comes after Elijah. 
But you know, when Elijah is your forerunner, when Elijah has gone before you, it becomes difficult. You know, there are people who are serious in life until when you want to feel in their shoes, you're like, Eish, this is tough. Now, Elijah is this guy who comes and, and, and the Lord tells him, hey, there's a problem somewhere. I want you to go to the mountain. And he goes to Mount Carmel and 850 of the enemy's prophets and he destroys all of them in one day. And people are like, man, that is a guy. Ah, wait. He's told by God, no, 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 just go to the widow of Sarepta. Go to a widow and there's no food and there is nothing. But listen, I am going to feed you. And he goes to that place and all is well. And, and, and the Lord has walked with him to the point in time when Elisha comes, Elisha looks at Elijah and says, man, this is a guy. In fact, he walks with Elisha, uh, Elijah, sorry, and he does not want to leave Elijah. So Elijah starts telling him, hey, wait for me here. I am going to this place. And he says, no, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. And they continue moving like that, moving like that, until they get to a place where he's now taken to the heavens. And before he's taken... Elisha says, and now listen to this because now we are focusing on Elisha. Elisha says, when you're leaving me, I want a double portion of the spirit. What things do you ask for? He says, I want a double portion of the spirit. In other words, listen, Elijah, you are dealing with big things. You are raising people from the dead. I want a double portion. Elijah, you are able to multiply flour and, and, and able to multiply oil. I want a double portion. And double portion indeed, he was given. And when you now go to the text, you, you learn about Naaman, the story of Naaman. And, and then there's the story of the accent that floated. Uh, but now let's go to Second Kings chapter 6, reading from verses 8. After all these stories, Naaman's story. And by the way, you expect... After the story of Naaman, people would have been a bit afraid. And, and, and people may have even gone, even, even the king of Syria, you expected they may have thought otherwise. But one thing I know about the enemy of man's soul, he is consistent and persistent. If there is somebody who never gives up, it's the devil. The devil is so consistent when he wants to destroy you, he doesn't stop until he's sure. In fact, uh, the, 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 there's a story of King Asa. For 35 years, the devil was just waiting. 36th year, he fell to temptation. Can you imagine? Trusting in God for 35 years, only to disappoint him in the 36th year. But, 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 but when you now go to the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8, the Bible says, Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall my camp be. Now listen to this. Even when you trust in God, the king of Syria will war against you. Now, that is not funny to hear. But, but, but even those who trust in God, let me tell you, don't think that bad things only happen to those who don't have faith. Hey, even those who have faith. You have sung in all choirs and then you are failing exams. I think these things don't add up. <laughs> but, 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 but I ask myself, where did you write an MOU with God? God, I sing, I don't fail. Where did you write that? Listen, bad things happen because the devil is still there. One day this shall come to an end, but until then, until that time, 
bad things are going to happen. And so the king of Syria was against Israel and says, I am going to put my camp in such and such a place. But listen to this. There's a text tucked somewhere in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13. It says, no temptation has taken you such that is not common to man. So listen, tough things, tough times are coming, but God says, relax, I'm in charge. I know the things that are happening to you. And so, under the sermon title, Lord, open our eyes. I pray that the Lord opens our eyes to trust in him and know that the Lord can see us through so many things. The Bible says in verses 9, 2 Kings chapter 6. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying. Now listen, verse 8 says the king of Syria was warring against them. But the Bible says, the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass such and such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. Amen? Amen. I, I love God. As it, let's learn to trust God. When things are tough, listen, the, the, the Lord did not, you, you didn't see that, the Lord did not come to the king of Israel. The Lord went to the man of God. Please listen to the man of God. You're here arguing everything. I say social media says something, you don't argue. You don't. If you don't realize how, how, how good we are at arguments, uh, the government says put on masks. No arguments, you put them on. The government says now you, it is not mandatory, you stop. Hey, preacher comes with the word of God. Keep the Sabbath. Okay, which day is the Sabbath? <laughs> as in, as in, sincerely. It's tough. Doctors and preachers came and sat down and told people, hey, there is something called New Start. The WC there is for water. Drink eight glasses. We won't. Hey, wait until these people come online and, and gym instructors are now saying, hey, you need to drink water so that you have a perfect shape. Okay. People are walking with bottles everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. We have preached health message. Nobody wants to walk with the bottles. Now they have ginger, cucumber, what? In the bottles. <laughs> no, it's tough. That's why, in, in fact, <laughs> I cry, Lord, open our eyes. That we may learn to just trust God. As in, God has never led us in the wrong direction, beloved. Never. Ah. Uh. Where he may lead me, I will go, for I have learned to trust him so. Where he may lead, God has never led in the wrong direction. Even if you think that this, this place looks flooded, but if God says go, just go. And, and when you read the text, the Bible says that the man of God warned him and told him, don't go in this place. And, and listen, the Bible says, and the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself, not once, not twice. Beloved, if we can hear the word of God from the man of God, we will be saved not once, not twice. You see, the Lord is interested in saving souls. The Lord is interested in making you have a safe passage wherever you go. 
Just listen to what God says. I say, can we argue less with God and trust him more? If, if we can just do that, don't argue so much with God. Trust God more. In fact, I know you're saying, but, but how will we know if it is written in the word of God? That's God speaking. So listen to the word of God. And when you read the text, the Bible says in verses 11 of 2 Kings chapter 6, Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was so troubled for this thing that he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Ah, you didn't understand that. Let me slow it down. Listen. As in, the enemy is disappointed that he cannot make life difficult for you until he says one of you is a spy. As in, you are in my camp, but one of you is a spy because we cannot explain. I, I planned this in the security council where we were only two of us. And I told the commander where he should go. And, and I'm wondering, we go and the children of Israel know our plans beforehand. As in, before we do this, they already know, tell me who is the spy. And you know, when the king demands that, he's serious. He says, all of you seated here, nobody is leaving this place until you tell me the spy. And, and listen, the Bible says, one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king. He says, you see all of us here? None of us says these things. All of us, we have sworn to secrecy. None, my Lord, O King, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the King of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Ah, no, you didn't get that. <laughs> Listen, you, you are asking about the things you discussed in the, in the boardroom? No. Elisha is explaining to the King of Israel what you told your wife in your bedchamber. Hey, beloved, if I was told that, I would say I want to be with that God. <laughs> I, as in, the, the God who handles your enemy even before they wake up. Amen. Now that's the Lord you need. Oh, there's another sermon we preach called, Who is your God? Please choose your God wisely. When you're choosing your God, and let me tell you, people have various gods. Whoever you trust in more than the God of Israel, that's your God. But choose your God wisely. No, 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 today, today I'm, I'm busy choosing gods and I'm like, I want one who can tell me things in bedchambers. <laughs> but you, you see, why are you worried about your enemy? Don't be worried, just choose your God wisely. He will sort your enemies. As he says, if you can trust me, I am going to reveal to you the things that the king of Syria is saying in his bedchamber. King of Syria is with the wife. And they're discussing private issues. Private, very private. And uh, the, the, the Lord tells Elisha, Elisha, this is interesting. Now, get this one to the king. This is not for you. Prophet, you don't need this. The other king needs to laugh at this king. So he says, go tell the other king. And the other king is told. And man, let me tell you. Let me just tell you. If I was told, and it's easy to say in a sermon. If I was told that the king of Israel... He's told the things I have said with my wife in my bedchamber. I will say, let's choose another enemy. How do you go to fight against that person? As in, this person is, is aware of things. And the Bible says, listen. And he said, 
Go and spy where he is. Now that is foolishness. The person is told the things you say in your bedchambers. How are you going to spy on that person? <laughs> but let me tell you, if, if the Lord is with you, you're more intelligent than others. And, 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 and look at this. The, the, the Bible then says that the king of Syria says, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told to him, Behold, he's in Dothan. Okay, now let me ask you. If you are Elisha, what would you have done? Gotten scared. Oh, now they know I am in Dothan. No. The child of God is not scared about the plans of the enemies. The child of God knows who is in charge of his protection. And that's why, listen, it's the enemies who are worried whether you are in Dothan or where. In fact, if I was Elisha, I would have sent another quick SMS. Update them. I will be leaving Dothan in two hours. You will find me in Samaria. Tomorrow, if you want, you can find me. And you give all. Because why are you worried? In fact, they chose the wrong word. The king chose the wrong word. Go and spy. How do you spy on somebody who is telling where you are going to hide? So you come hiding. Okay, let's read the text. Maybe they found him. Go and spy. The Bible says, Therefore, he sent Peter, horses and chariots, a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city. This is interesting to me. Why are they coming at night? At least they were hiding from themselves. Because you see, the Lord already knows what you're doing in your bedroom. Then you're coming at night to attack me. Who knows what you said in your bedroom? Ah. But, but, but look at the text. The Bible says, when the servant, and I like this, when the servant of the man of God was risen early, let me ask you, whom are they looking for? Whom are they looking for? Elisha. But who was the first to see them? The servant. Where is Elisha? Relaxed. God's children learn to relax when God is in control. You, you, you don't have every two minutes you're awake going to check outside the window. It's not your duty. Those are servant duties, okay? Look for a servant in your life. Tell, tell servant, 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 just check. Check if they are the enemy. Please, you're a child of God. Don't be worried like a servant. You're a child of God. Relax. The child of God is still asleep. In fact, the Bible says that a servant was risen early and gone forth. And behold, an host compassed them, the city, both with horses and chariots. The servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Listen to this. The servant comes and says, my master, what are we going to do? Because you see, while we thought everything was fine, now there is a crisis. Because, and let me tell you, this is what happens. You know, when you're, when you're with a man of God, you, you're always told, relax, God is in control. You don't have to worry. Everything is fine. But what happens when everywhere you're looking about you, you look like, Ash, they've come to attack us. And, and this, was, this was a crisis. This was a crisis. A moment when they don't know what to do. But, but, but I, like, I, I like 
when, when things look like they are just falling out of hand, in fact, the servant says, how shall we do? Uh, I'm going to say something interesting. Change your perspective as a child of God, okay? As a child of God, just change your perspective. Elisha is seated somewhere looking at people who have lost their jobs. They've just come to protect his place. And then the servant is looking at the same people as enemies coming to attack. Nobody attacks the child of God. They don't. They can do all they want, but God is in control. Until the Lord allows it, relax. You see, God can tell them that, listen, come but stay here. If they came at night, why didn't they attack? If they came at night, why didn't they come and take control of them? But, but listen, the other point is this. If they came at night and they realized they could not attack, why are they waiting for the day? Why can't they just go back? But listen, these people came for a message. While they thought they came for the messenger, the Lord said, okay, I know you've come for the man of God. I'm going to change it. You need to live here with a testimony. Ah, beloved, give your enemies a testimony. Today I'm behaving as if all of us have enemies. I know some of you don't. But, but, but please, give people who are looking at you a testimony. Don't look at the chariots. You see, I, I, I see the, the, the servant of the man of God comes and magnifies the chariots. Oh, you should have heard him talk. And in my sanctified imagination, I like walking into this. The, the, the man must have gone there and looked and started sweating. Man, we are dead. You know those people who declare their death even when they are still alive? We are dead. This is impossible. Please don't make life too difficult. You are still alive. We are dead. You see, they, they, they made the price of fuel go somewhere else. Then you are like, oh, this time around we are dead. We are not. We are not. We will survive with it. God is with us. Fuel or no fuel, God is with us. We, we, we can't declare, beloved, we are God's children. We don't survive by petrol. We survive by the grace of God. Amen. So take the prize where you want. We are still here until God says it is done, it is not yet. You can't sit back. You saw COVID came and left us because of God. That is God. It is God who is in charge. It is God who preserved us, beloved. Social distance, masks, vaccination, no vaccination, whatever you did, it is God who kept you alive. So we sit back and we can confidently say that I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. God is able. Don't magnify the problems that you have. I say, if, if life is difficult, you're jobless. Let's take it. You're jobless. Don't magnify the fact that you're jobless. Just fo focus on God. In fact, those are the moments you say, eh, this is, I have some me time. Don't say that you're jobless. I have some me time. I have some time to think about myself. When you get a job, you'll be thinking about the job. And let me tell you, you're single. Not yet married. Have some me time. Think about yourself. Think about your relationship with God before relationships. Because when relationships come, some of you even forget God. Sometimes God says to save you in church, no relationship. <laughs> in fact, there are people whose relationships break after two months. Why? The Lord is like, I need to contain you in church. 
so that you can come back and cry. Then he gives you another temporary job. <laughs> but, but learn to trust in God. Let me tell you, when you trust in God, God says, my daughter, you've cried enough. <laughs> I know I shall wipe away all tears, but these ones are too much. <laughs> now God says, okay, now get one. Learn to trust in God. Change your perspective. Don't change your God. The problem with us is troubles just come, some slight trouble. All of a sudden, God, I have left you. I came to Aziz. I didn't get a girlfriend. I have left you. So you came here to look for a girlfriend? No. Here to look for God. Came to Aziz. You are sick. This is not a hospital. This is church. And so you sit here and you say, sickness or no sickness, I will trust in God. And, and you can confidently say, by the grace of God, I am know that I am sick, but God is faithful. Amen. So you walk knowing it's God who is in church. Change your perspective, not your God. And in fact, in that, I say one thing, and, and that, that's what gets me to my sermon title. Lord, open our eyes. This guy has seen chariots and is trembling. Beloved, let me ask you. If right now, you know God is great. It was so chilly when I was starting, I was fearing. Now I'm sweating. Change your perspective, not your God. <laughs> You're almost praying that, oh God, let it. No, we, let it be what you want. Now let me tell you something. I, I, I see God and I, I just want God to open our eyes. Because Things are happening around us which are tough. Tough things are happening around us. Let God open our eyes. Look at the text. And the man of God sits and, and listens to his servant crying and saying, Look, the enemies are around us. What are we going to do? We don't even have one chariot. We don't even have one horse. Beloved, we don't need horses. We are God's children. Our protection is with the Lord. In fact... In the afternoon, I should finish this in the afternoon. We are trusting in God. If God is not doing it for us, then I don't know what we have. We don't have any other option. Listen to the text. It says in verses 16. I like this. When you are a child of God, elders in the congregation, listen to me. When things are tough, don't panic. There is a reason why you are called an elder. Elders are those people who they panic when they're alone, but when they're in public, they give confidence. That's why Moses had to go to the mountain alone and, 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 and these things, standards and everything. Then he comes and says, hey, listen, God has said. So elders, let's go to the mountain first so that we are not scared. You know you, you, know you cannot be an elder. Then you come before the congregation and you're like, congregation, I don't know what we will do. It's tough. Elders must inspire confidence. God's children, listen to this. The Bible says, and he answered, fear not. But beloved, every time you use the word fear not, qualify that statement. I cannot be telling you, brother, a lion is coming, but fear not. <laughs> no. That thing needs to be qualified. You don't just say fear not. Beloved, there are things you should be afraid of. I can't tell you fear not. And I leave the text like that. By now you know the sermon can't end without explaining that. Fear not. Ash, God's children. Why do we preach and tell you fear not? Why do we confidently stand in a congregation like this and we can say fear not? 
Why do you meet somebody who has not eaten for three days and you tell them, fear not? How can I meet somebody who has a sick patient and say, fear not? But how do you meet somebody who has just lost a job and you tell them, fear not? But how do you meet somebody who has enemies, left, right, center, everyone is fighting them? Tell them, fear not. You must qualify the statement. And the Bible says in the book of 2 Kings 6, 16, And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Ah, you didn't walk with me on that. Listen. Fear not. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. Listen, they may fight against us. They may come with chariots. They may come with whatever they want to come with. But they that be with us are more than they that be with them. The reason we are not afraid, beloved, we have numerical advantage. God says, you and I are a majority. I say, just be on God's side. Which side are you sitting on? Which side are you leaning on? Leaning. Beloved, lean on the Lord's side. They that be with us. Ah, you and the Lord are a majority. As in, you know we are in a lectioneering period and people are looking for tyranny of numbers. Relax. Just get God, you are a tyrant. (laughs) In numbers. As in you with God, it is done. It's a done deal. The enemies can do what they want. But you know, the die has been cast. You are winning. They that be with us. Ah. Imagine going for an interview. Then the panel is seated. And you tell the panel, hey, they that be with me are more than. Hey, they will give you a job. They that be with us. That's why when we are looking for a job, we start with the Lord. We, we, We are walking with the Lord. He goes and tells those people, listen, listen, that is my child you are interviewing. Don't ask questions that are not relevant to him. And they play to the game. That is my child you're dealing with. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And when you read the text, you know, I I, I keep asking myself, what are the things that make us afraid? What are the things that make us worried? And then now he says, you see all the things that make you worried? They that be with us are more. By worrying, you can't change your situation. But by trusting in God, so many things change. They that be with us. But, but you know, you should ask me, when he was making this statement, how many people were standing by him? He was with a servant. And maybe probably other few people who are also afraid. But he says, listen, they that are with us. But, but, but you see, when you make that statement, then it brings me to the sermon title. You make that statement, and then, when you're a child of God, you've already seen the presence of the Lord. Now you want those who are with you to see the presence of the Lord. And that's why the Bible says in verse 17, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee. Open his eyes. Beloved, today, I say, Lord, open our eyes. 
I think a number of times we go through situations, we go through challenges, we go through life with our eyes closed. That's why we complain a lot. Very little praise and too many complaints. But may God open our eyes that we may see and trust that they that are with us are more than they that be against us. Let me tell you, I've, I've sat through the studies of checks and looked at the, the way the Lord does his things. I'm still convicted that they that are with us are more than they that are against us. But Elisha now says, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Why do I want you to open his eyes? Open his eyes that he may see. And beloved, today, I pray that the Lord opens our eyes. You know, there are moments we go through life with too many backup plans. There are moments we go through life with a lot of doubts. I, I pray the Lord opens our eyes. You know, when God opens your eyes, you can come to understand confidently that I am going through this, but they that are with us are more than they that are against us. And when you read from uh, Prophets and Kings, I, I love Prophets and Kings 257, the messenger to the remnant says, uh, uh, let me start from the point. In terror, Elisha's servant sought him with the tidings, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Fear not was the answer of the prophet, for they that are be with us are more than they that be with them. And then that the servant might know this for himself. He prayed to the Lord that the servant might understand this for himself. He prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, open his eyes. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Amen. Listen to that. How much protection do you need? Ah, but let me tell you, God says, I will give you protection pound for pound and more than that. He says, and you know, God would have done this. God would have decided, okay, the chariots have come. Let me put an invincible wall. Now, listen to me, listen to me. Let God defend you in the way he knows best, okay? Don't, don't describe to God that, God, I want you to do it like this. God would have decided to put an invisible wall. God will have decided to put fire like he did between Pharaoh and the children of Israel. But God says, no, 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 no. They came with what? Chariots. I am bringing chariots. Ah, no, you didn't get it. They came with living horses. I am bringing chariots of fire. Now try. You are with chariots. I have chariots of fire. We are dealing. He says, you, you have, you, you have uh, horses... And, and chariots of iron and wood and everything. Ah, did you read in the book of Psalms? Let's go to that. In the 20th Psalm, I, I like the way the psalmist packages this. In the 20th Psalm, Psalm chapter 20 verse 1. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. He says when things are tough, the name of the Lord of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offering. Accept thy burnt offering. Grant thee according to thine own heart. 
fulfill all thy counsel, sorry, we will rejoice in thy salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord will fulfill our petitions. Now, know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Verse 7. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Beloved, some men have trusted in chariots. Some have trusted in horses. We are just remembering the name. Did you hear what they said in the New Testament? At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. There is no other name given amongst men whereby we may be saved. Says, some have trusted in chariots. We will trust in the name of the Lord. Beloved, my message today is a challenge message. The Lord open our eyes that we may see that they that be with us are more than they that be against us. You see, we go through life with so many things. But the one thing we always forget is that we have numerical advantage as God's children. That's why I say, you can sit down and say, but Lord, look, we've trusted in you. We are suffering and the wicked are prospering. They that be with us are more than them. I, I, I was telling somebody that, you know, you can't sit down and, 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 and start lamenting at too many problems that you have. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And, and I even like saying, if you're going through trouble, thank God you're alive to go through it. Just thank God. There are people who are dead. They have no trouble. Dead. At least for you, you are alive. So when you wake up in the morning and you don't have food, first of all, thank God. God, I am alive to experience no food. Thank God for that. When you are hungry, thank God you can sense that you are hungry. There are people who are sick. They've lost even the senses. They don't know. If you can smell some nice food as you walk along the road, thank God your nose is functioning. As in change your perspective. Just walk. If you see a good uh, dress and you can't afford it, thou shalt not covet. But thank God you have eyes. <laughs> At least you saw. <laughs> no, thank God. There are people who can't even see that. Hey, if you are rained on, thank God you can experience rain. There are people seated in the, they are sleeping on the sick bed. They cannot be rained on. At least for you, you have even complained. The matatu is too full. Thank God you can afford a matatu. Change your perspective. But, but beloved, look at this text as, as, as we near the close of this in, in Second Kings. I, I, I love when, uh, when his eyes are open. Ah, no, no, no. These are the moments you, you, you just wish you were there. I, I wish I was one of the people whose eyes were open. And then I saw the chariots. I will tell Elisha, I was just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 man, as in, you're, you're already trembling and sweating and afraid. Then all of a sudden, your eyes are open. And you see chariots, and, and, and the chariots are not even moving. They're just stationary. Then you understand why the enemies were not able to come. 
Who breaks through the, the, the wall of penetration that the Lord has placed for you? Who does that? Eish, did, did you hear what the devil did when he went to Job? Do you know how the devil complained to Job, to God? The devil went to God and says, Hey, now look at what you've done. You've allowed me to harass him, but you've protected him. As in you've put an edge around him. Ah, now let's go back to the psalmist before we finish this one. Psalms chapter 34. In the 34th Psalm, I, 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 love, I love when David deals with these things. 34th Psalm. Psalm 34. Oh. Guys, there's a choir that did a rendition of this song. You, you, you know Shofar? You know them? Guy Shofar did a rendition of this song in Steve Biko's wedding. Yeah, I was there. Man, it was something else. They did Psalm 34. I hope you attempted. They did Psalm 34. <laughs> Let me tell you, when they did Psalm 34, I, I, I could only sit back and say, man, why can't they give me two minutes to preach? <laughs> I, I said, you know, it's good singing when you are a preacher and you feel like, let them give me some benediction after that song, after that song. But Psalm 34 is a loaded psalm. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Amen. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. Tough times, good times, bad times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Amen. Beloved, I like God. You know, God is not... I youths, youths at times, at times I'm so much on you youths, but relax, I love you. The Lord is not like some of these, your friends whom you are seeking for them and they're hiding. Youths, you know those ones. There's this girl whom you are interested in, but anytime you are approaching, they hide. They hide. The Lord is not like that. The Lord, when you seek the Lord, you get the Lord. You know of, you, you know of people who promise you big things. He promises you a job. And then you're calling it. He's blocked you. And he told you, by the way, when you graduate, human beings, man, we are tough. When you graduate, just graduate, just graduate. I, I, I will sort you out. Then you, you struggle hard, you graduate. Fon mteja. But the Lord is not like that. God is God. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me. Now listen. He delivered me from all my fears. Oh, you didn't get that? He didn't deliver from the troubles only, even from the fears. You know, there's some things that you're just afraid of. How many of you are afraid of death? Don't pretend. It's true. You're afraid of death. The Lord says, I can deliver you from even the fear. As in, I'm not only delivering you. By the way, do you know why people are corrupt? They fear. It's fear. Why do people still, they fear they'll go hungry. Why do people lie? It's some fear. But the Lord, I saw the Lord, he answered me, delivered me from all my fears. And they looked unto him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried. 
And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. Ah, but listen to verse 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that feareth him and delivereth them. The angel of the Lord just comes around. I know you're saying, oh, but beloved, you know I'm not, El- I'm not Elisha. It's only like, listen, the angel of the Lord can be around you. I just cry, Lord, open our eyes. The angel, they that fear the Lord, the Lord takes personal initiative of your protection. And you're like, hey, but, but if only I could have police outriders like the president. Beloved, that's not protection. Did, did you see what happened to our late president Kibaki? He died. Police outriders, but he died. Listen, beloved, we don't need police outriders. We need the angel of the Lord. We need the Lord to provide us with his special security. Listen. The Bible says in verses 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no one to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Hey, children of God, do we know good things? I, I, I know you think it is, uh, it is spiritual to pretend that you don't know good things. It's not spiritual. There's nothing wrong with good things. L- let me give you an example. You see, a good phone is a good phone. You, you don't have to pretend that now you know I'm a child of God. I, I'm, I'm just looking for anything that can communicate. There is a good phone. No, it's true. You know, I, I, I don't know why. As God's children, we, we get into this habit of pretending. There's no humility in some of these pretense. No humility. Tell you a very simple thing there is a good vehicle and there's a vehicle. There is, there's no humility in saying that, oh, even even that LX 570, it's not good. Stop lying to us, stop lying, stop lying. If the Lord allows you to own one, own one and be humble, just own one. There's nothing wrong, and that's why the Bible says that they that seek the Lord shall not want any good things, those good things exist. And the Lord knows you need those good things. And the Lord can give you those good things. Just seek the Lord. That's why he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You have not even dealt with seeking the Lord, you're seeking things. Please, leave those good things. God will add them after you've sought the Lord. Just seek the Lord. It says, the young lions can lack. But they that seek the Lord, these ones, they will not want anything. The lion is the king of the jungle, but the little ones will lack. But you who is trusting in the Lord, no good thing will pass by you. In fact, listen, come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you, you that fear the Lord, what man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? He says, listen, I'm going to give you an idea of just... How you need to live. And listen to verse 17 so that I leave the psalmist and go back to my context. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their trouble. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. 
you can trust in God. Don't magnify the advancements of the enemy. I was preaching on a prophecy Sabbath and a prophecy week some two weeks ago. And I was telling them, I think even in prophecy, we magnify too much about the beast. Let's magnify the Lord. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. There's nothing that the beast can do if God has protected us. You're so afraid of 666. Any small thing, your heart is beating. You think it is 666. No. Please focus on Jesus. Just deal with Jesus. When you have Jesus, you say, bring it on. What are they bringing next? 666? Let them bring it. You're not afraid because we have trusted in Jesus. We don't need to go and study. What has the beast done last week? Did he cough? <laughs> so the, beef, the, 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 the beast just decides to cough. You are worried. No. Our Lord is in charge. Let's, let's know the Lord and trust in God. And that's why, beloved, I say, Lord, open our eyes. The Bible says in verse 18 of 2 Kings chapter 6, when they came down to him, after the eyes had been opened, they've seen the chariots. And, and, and I like this. After the chariots, after they've seen the chariots, the servant has seen the chariots. Then Elisha says, listen, I'm going to show you something about God. He can open eyes and he can close them. He can do that. And beloved, I want the Lord to open your eyes to see the things that are good. And close your eyes from seeing so many negative things. At times we focus on all the bad things. Some things the Lord needs to close our eyes. But anyway, that's not the main part of today. Elisha said unto them, no, no, no. When they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto God and said, Smite these people. I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Listen to that. Ah, if I was a servant, now this tells me something. Your eyes are open, but the Lord can open your eyes to see better. You may start thinking, hey, but wait, what about these people? They are seeing us. I know the chariots are with us, but the enemy is seeing us. Ah, then he says, okay, 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 let me deal with you for that. There are people who even when you know you are with the Lord, you're like, but look at him. Just look at how big he is. <laughs> but you know you are with the Lord. You've even seen the Lord. The Lord has walked with you. But you're still like, hey, but the enemy is seeing. So he says, okay, smite them with blindness. Now the enemy can't see. And, and then after smiting them with the blindness, the Bible says, Elisha said unto them, this is not the way. Neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were coming to Samaria, Elisha said to God, Man, I, I love this. E Elisha is having the best time. Open, close. Open, close. <laughs> As in, e Elisha has already made the servant to see the protection of the Lord. Elisha says, no, 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 these people want, these people had come to attack me. I want them to know the God we serve. I, I want them to know how serious things are. And then he says, no, no, no. Ah, understand, understand. 
Elisha was even merciful. Elisha must have thought for himself. Now, if the Lord opens the eyes of the enemy and they see chariots of fire, what will they do? They'll run away. No, 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 no. We just want them to know that our God is in charge. So what are we going to do? You are not even going to see the chariots of fire for you. You are not going to see chariots of fire. You, we are going to feed you. Can you imagine that? Say, I'm not giving you chariots of fire. Please don't predict God. At every time, he just opens people's eyes to see chariots. No. In this case, the Bible says, he took them to Samaria. And it came to pass when they were come to Samaria. Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. The Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. The middle of Samaria. The Bible says, the king of Israel said, Elisha. Said unto Elisha when he saw them. My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? Do I kill these guys? And Elisha says, Thou shalt not smite them. Uldest thou smite those whom you have taken captive with the sword and thy bow? Set bread and water before them. Let's change the tactic. We are not fighting with these ones. I know at times you, 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 you really wish that your enemies were killed quickly, isn't it? No, 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 not all the times. Set bread and water before them. He says, these people, they came to take me. But I want them to understand. In fact, if we killed them, what will they tell their king? We need somebody to take the message. We need somebody to go tell their king that this is no jokes. We need somebody to go and testify. Set water and bread that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared a great provision for them. Hey, beloved, how to deal with your enemies? When your enemy doesn't have food, buy for him food. These are the moments the preacher gets and then looks at the congregation and says, hey, can you think of your enemy? Think of one of them. Can you today in the evening go and call your enemy and tell, enemy, I've sent for you 5,000 shillings. Do some shopping. Hey, preacher, on which planet? <laughs> but, but listen, prepared a great provision. And when they had drinked, when they had eaten and drank, he sent them away. And they went to their master. Now listen. Listen to this part. So the bands of the Syrians no more came to the land of Israel. Did Israel fight? Who fought? God. As in God just did things. And what am I trying to tell you today? Lord, open our eyes. We are going through things in this life. And, and, and there are situations that at times make life look so difficult. But as I just pray, Lord, open our eyes. I, I don't know about you, but I, I experience tough moments in life. But, but at times I just feel like God should open our eyes that we may be able to see how God does his things. When the Lord sets to deliver, there was no bloodshed, but he sorted those people properly. Those people no longer came. Let me tell you, in fact, I walk into my sanctified imagination and I think for myself, one soldier was one day told, hey, go back to Israel. He said, Israel, I went blind. I saw, I'm not going. 
There is a God in Israel. And there is somebody who knew that there is a God in Israel. When they were told about the man of God, they knew you don't joke with the man of God. Because God can do great things. And beloved, now I say, the children of Israel saw all this. But you and I have seen what the Lord did to the children of Israel. Can we trust in God? Let us put our trust in God. In fact, in uh, Prophets and Kings, page 263, paragraph 3, the last one we are closing with. It was not given to Elisha to follow his master in a fiery chariot. Upon him the Lord permitted to come a lingering illness. During the long hours of human weakness and suffering, his faith laid hold of the promises of God. He beheld ever about him the heavenly messengers of comfort and peace. As on the heights of Dothan, he had seen then circling hosts of heaven, the fiery chariots of Israel, the horsemen thereof. So now... He was conscious of the sympathizing angels and he was sustained. Let me tell you, beloved, my challenge to us, can we be conscious of the presence of God with us? We will be sustained through everything. And let me tell you, there is nothing that is going to be too difficult for the child of God as long as we are conscious of the sustaining presence of the Lord. Lord, open our eyes, is my cry. That we may see that the Lord has never left us. I can tell you one thing. When things will happen and you feel like God has left you, just check. I say God never leaves. We run away from Him. As in, the Lord is constant. You reject the Lord. Did you hear about Adam? When the Lord was asking, where art thou? I had a voice and I hid myself. We are the ones who always run. The Lord is constantly seeking to be in close companionship with us. But the problem with God's children, we run away from the Lord. If the Lord is with you, nothing, nothing can make you afraid. May God bless you that we may keep our trust in the Lord. And at all times, my cry, my prayer... Lord, open our eyes that we may see that they that be with us are more than they that be against us. So, beloved, tomorrow, it's going to be difficult, but don't lose sight of Jesus. Remember, you and Jesus, numerical advantage. That's why the Bible will say in the book of Hebrews that set your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our race. Let's set our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes trained on Jesus. Whatever is happening around us, let's keep our focus on Jesus. With Jesus, we are fine. The Lord bless you. Amen. Let me finish with the words of this song. I don't know whether I still have... No uh, should... We should always uh, sing before preaching. Because I may be judged harshly by the musicians in the congregation. There's a song. There's a song. Uh, it's been lingering with me. 
Thou my everlasting portion, more than friend or life to me. All along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee, close to thee, close to thee, close to thee. Close to thee all along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee, not for riches or worldly pleasure, not for fame, my prayer shall be gladly will. I toil and suffer, only let me walk with thee, close to thee, close to thee, close to thee, close to thee. will I toil and suffer, only let me walk with him lead me through the veil of shadow bear me on life's fitful sea then the gate of life eternal may i end tell lord with thee close to thee Close to thee, close to thee, close to thee. Then the gift of life eternal may I enter, Lord, with thee. Let's rise up for a closing word of prayer. The consecration of him is for us to just remember. And by the way, this is just a, if you were to ask me, okay, so preacher, was it an Amo Sabbath? Was it? No, it was a Sabbath. And this was one of those Sabbaths. I, I, I just thought, we need to be reminded. We have a, a month ahead of us. We have a tough year ahead of us. We have a tough week ahead of us. Let's not lose sight of God. That's why in the consecration of him, I say close to thee, close to thee. Let's keep God close to us. May God bless you. Let us close with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you. For you give us the assurance in your word. That they that trust in you, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall mount up on wings like the eagle. God, we come before your presence Asking that God, at times things happen to us that obscure our vision. We have not been able to rightly appreciate what you do in our lives. But today, God, I pray, open our eyes. Open our eyes that we may change our perspective when we go through this life. God, we pray and thank you. 
for the testimony in the life of Elisha and the story that you've packaged to us as an object lesson in 2 Kings chapter 6. That we may learn that God, those who trust in you, you take a personal charge of their lives. God, as your children, at times things have been difficult for us and we felt like, God, we cannot hold on. But God, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So God, walk with us. Bless each and every one of us within the radius of my voice. And God, I pray that may you save us out of all our fears. May you deliver us from all our troubles. God, give us the capacity to be able to praise you at all times and to be able to share in testifying that you've been with us. The Holy Word says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies. God, help us to have a testimony that we'll be able to confirm to people that God, you've been with us, and God, you still care for the sons of men in these last days. Bless us now, keep us all, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. The Lord bless you all, the Lord keep you all safe. Fine.